have our guest, Nick, from back in high school is where we originally met. But it's been a couple years. It's nice to reconnect. We're happy to have you on. Happy to be here. Cool. So I just want to jump right into it. So I know you're interested in movies and movie production. You want to talk a little bit about that? What got you interested? What you're doing with it now? Yeah, well, I mean, we, like you said, we came back from, we have history when it comes to high school, but ever since uh, way back before high school, I feel like I've always had uh, a passion for movies because I've always uh, like I've I viewed them. I grew up with the classics. Okay, so I mean, I grew up with uh, '60s, '70s, a little bit of '80s films. So it was that kind of era of filmmaking where it was more not experimental, but like directors had their um, they had a lot of uh, creative control in that era, and so. That's what inspired me to uh, at least get behind a camera and, and document whatever film or whatever, like even digital project, even a TikTok. I mean, it's something like it's a creative outlet that I've always viewed as something that I I can I can at least do. Yeah, that's awesome. I think creative outlets are a really great. Acacia and I talk about band all the time, how it's a way to get our mind off of classes and stress. And so it's always nice to have that hobby or thing on the side. Um, do you see a future in this? Like, do you want to continue doing this long term or is it more just something you're doing for fun? Well, I started out doing it for fun, especially when we were in high school. I remember after going to uh band practice uh when i would get home uh i would go home and like edit a tiktok or i would edit uh shout out to jericho menke he did tiktoks back in the day he still does tiktoks uh i'm just not the editor anymore but i edited for him a little bit mm -hmm. Very uh, cool. and so that was always still a passion of mine i i've been editing since i've probably been 12 or 13 so i mean i do see a future in this because i am in film school right now uh mm -hmm. at scottsdale community college i am in a uh degree program getting my bachelor's degree no associate's degree in um uh filmmaking so that'll be interesting so uh so it'll be a very it'll be a push forward for my career i think as soon as i get my certifications and like i find out where i am like finding my footsteps i guess my footing yeah since you have the musical background with band are you interested in scores or like scoring film and like how does interest in your interest in music kind of play into filmmaking is it because you have more musical background do you think like you care more about that whereas other directors maybe don't consider the music as much honestly I feel like it is half and half for me because um I started out loving music I honestly I'm gonna say I started out loving music before I loved movies but they were pretty close to each other um it was probably not until i uh was introduced to organ stop pizza 
that and that's a restaurant chain here in uh Arizona it's not a chain it's just one restaurant uh, but it's it's a really cool restaurant and it has the world's biggest theater organ silent theater organ uh anyway the organist at the time charlie baylaw he was an uncle of mine so he taught he he basically introduced me to creative outlets when it comes to expressing yourself through music i mean before that i had always listened to music and you know jammed out to it but i mean learning what you can do with music is like what got my attention that's really cool yeah i've heard lots of people going to that organ place or like seeing people perform there and that's awesome um a question i have that's not not really off topic but more pop culture, I guess. So with your extensive background in film, in music, in movies, what are your thoughts on the two most recent films that came out, Barbie and Oppenheimer? you have anything on that? Well, I saw both. Um, I will say, well, which one do you want me to start with? Let's start with Oppenheimer. I feel like Barbie, we can dive into it a little more. Okay. Um that's funny because I think we could dive into Oppenheimer a little more. I personally so... haven't seen Oppenheimer, so like I can't weigh in. I don't think Vontka's seen it either. No, I haven't. So we can't weigh in on Oppenheimer. We could weigh in on Barbie. Well, it's going to be interesting because I I don't know how much do you know context wise of the Los Alamos Manhattan Project. A decent amount. The basics. Just, just the basics that you were taught in high school, yeah. But um, no, this film is a uh, God. How would I describe this film without like giving it away in a sense? But <clears throat> I'm sure I can give it away. I mean, I don't want to speak for Acacia, but I know I'm not planning on watching it in the <laughs> near future. I've also heard of all the spoilers and everything. That's true. Like That's true. Up. If you're if you're nowadays if you're on TikTok, you can't get away from all the Oppenheimer Barbie memes. But right. anyway, um going into Barbie, it is a I mean, coming out of Barbie, it is all about the growth and discovering your humanity. Oppenheimer is the extreme opposite. It's the destruction of humanity, which is very fascinating because it does it in a way that um, is masterfully acted uh, if, if you're into that kind of stuff. But like it has deeper themes going into it because it's based off of the book uh, American Prometheus. And the Prometheus is basically a god of fire. And so you put American in front of it, and so it's like the American god of fire. Uh, and that is the character of uh, Dr. Robert Oppenheimer. Uh, Robert Oppenheimer uh, got together in Los Alamos with... Uh, the world's greatest scientists to stop World War II, and uh, they developed the bomb, and the movie goes into how they did it, and why they did it, and um, pretty much what happened afterwards, and what you what happened afterwards, you I think you'll find pretty interesting. 
So what are your opinions? Like if you had to rate it on a scale from one to 10, how do you think it falls just in general? Well, I have 61 favorite movies. I have a list. I mean, okay. And this is definitely on that list. I will give it either an eight or a nine. I don't think it's perfect. I don't think it's a 10 out of 10, but it is pretty close. Are there any 10 out of 10s on your list? Probably like, uh, actually, why don't you say something real quick? And because uh, I have my list up here on my, uh, I just have to 10 out of 10 movies. I uh, would probably say uh, The Dark Knight, if you've ever seen that, Schindler's List by Steven Spielberg. I think that's mm-hmm. uh, Steven Spielberg's masterpiece, his magnum opus. Mm-hmm. Uh Along with his magnum opus uh, is Jaws, which is his his first masterpiece, I think, in my opinion. Uh, And A Clockwork Orange and The uh, Wizard of Oz. Interesting. So all all older movies except Dark Knight. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because uh, I guess it just ties back to the fact that I grew up with older movies. And so that's what I know. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not too much of a movie person. Like, even when the new movies come out, I'm not the first to watch them. I haven't even seen, like, half of the classics, not even close. But I will say I enjoy a good rom-com. Didn't hear any of those on your list. (laughs) But it's cool to see all the different genres of movies and how people relate to different types of it. So it's some good stuff. I feel like I was was lucky because since I, like, grew up with my dad – um he obviously is not that into rom-coms like he'll watch them but like like that's how I ended up watching all the classics is because he's like especially he's very into history so like Oppenheimer's like a movie like kind of right up his street so I've seen a lot of classics in terms of like historical things um especially but some of the some of the ones you talked about also thanks to him which I feel like that was a that was a perk for sure because then that's a good sorry that's a good point though because both my parents like now that I think about it they've shown me the Bollywood classics like the movies that they loved growing up and like I've seen that but they've never really been exposed to like the English classics except that's after fascinating that's state. really fascinating yeah, yeah so I guess that's influence. What, uh-huh that makes yeah, sense cause, yeah because I'm thinking like if it had been like a, my mom and my dad deciding what we were going to watch. My mom would not have wanted to watch like any of the same movies kind of thing. Right. So that's like, so like when I went over to my mom's house, like we very much like watched the rom-coms and stuff. And then with my dad, it was like the classics and historical, historical movies and things like that. So my dad will watch a good rom-com though. I tell you what, sometimes he's like, I want to watch one. So I got to give Here him. You go. We're always, there's sometimes a good time for a rom-com. Exactly. It's just light. Yes. That's funny cuz I mean you think it comes from my uh my mother when it comes to rom-coms but it's actually my father. Oh really? <laughs> my father is all into rom-coms especially the like during Christmas time. Uh the there's all those like Hallmark channel, you know, mm-hmm. what I call, you know, fluff movies because they're just they're they're meaningless. They they yeah. you know but anyway, I digress. The uh, 
it's a spectrum because my mother always, my mother and father grew up only two years apart. So they had, they grew up pretty much on the same movies. And that was like, you know, fifties through the movies that, um, you know, came out like the seventies and eighties. And so they wanted to share what they grew up with, uh, with me because, uh, after they adopted me, they were like, okay, we're going to raise this child to be like the most knowledgeable apparently in pop culture. <laughs> Cause that's <laughs> like, I was taught that a lot more than what other people's parents teach them. That's interesting. So is there any movie that you're looking forward to that's coming out like a sequel or something part of a series? I can't think of any off the top of my head right now, but I was wondering if there's something you're looking forward to. There's an <clears throat> there's a new movie uh coming out I think in November. Uh it's by Ridley Scott, the same guy who did Alien, the original Alien, uh and Blade Runner. He's doing uh, a biopic about Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh, uh, during the French Revolution, and it the the, the movie itself is called Napoleon, and, and it is coming out. I think yeah, it's in in November. Oh my! I haven't even seen a trailer for that, but that sounds so interesting. Yeah, it's very fascinating. I mean, you wouldn't think that you can make like. I mean, you can make a movie about the French Revolution, but like, I don't know. I I never really dug into that that part of history, so I guess there's a story to tell. That'll be so interesting for me, especially because I went to Corsica, which is where Napoleon's from. Little known, I feel like most people think he's from mainland France because why wouldn't he be? But he's from Corsica, and so I went to his mansion there and then I saw his like palaces in Versailles because apart from Versailles he um did he build I'm trying to think I feel like he built he at least decorated inside one of the like smaller palaces on the property and so I, I don't know I've seen a lot of stuff now like in person related to him and so like it'll be cool to like see a documentary because I don't think I've or not a documentary but a biopic but like about him because I don't think I've ever watched anything very specifically about him before I'm curious what's the general like idea of him in France like is he seen as a national hero or not so much or they just have his stuff up as like artifacts I think he's he's well regarded because I mean he did he did a lot of good things um I don't think he's a like he's a favorite historical figure in terms of like you know, he was a little bit eccentric and he definitely like, you know, made a name for himself, but it's not like he was like well liked. Yeah. Not See, necessarily that's... that. Because I mean he did end up being a dictator. Exactly. So it's like in that sense, not the favorite, but definitely like an interesting I'm trying to think of like someone compare like that we could compare to an American culture that like were fascinated by and was funny, but was not necessarily like the best leader ever. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll have to see the movie to find out. Right. I'm interested to see it for sure. Okay. I have another question. What is Monica your idea? prepared. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Really, really, like, me. She's Wait. full of energy. I mean, you know, we just woke up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I 
surprisingly been up for a couple hours, which Acacia knows is very unusual for me. But really? I had an overnight with Peter last night. Oh. And so early anyway. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go to sleep for an hour just to get up. So, yeah. Sorry if my energy is a little high for 9 o'clock in the morning. No, but you're it's fine. Okay. That's how I knew you. It was. What is your ideal movie-going experience? Like, would you rather watch in the theater? Would you rather wait for it to come out, watch it at home? What snacks do you have? Like, walk me through your movie-watching experience. <clears throat> Sorry, my, my throat's a little uh, off because I'm feeling a little under the weather, but it's fine. Um, Movie-going experience. Probably the most cinematic you can make the screen whether that be large format or standard format just as long as it's really cinematic and you're in a space that is decorated like the palace of versailles <laughs> because i always appreciate the the classical theaters of the uh, early 30s all throughout the 50s that uh, are scattered all throughout mostly in the in the midi uh mid east yeah but uh the theaters that mostly got torn down during the coronavirus uh mm-hmm. where they were like you went there because it was an event not because of it was a movie but because it was an event uh and my ideal snacks i would probably say is the complimentary popcorn uh, with uh, icy? Okay, but you like flavor Do you like to put anything on your popcorn, or are you just a butter and salt kind of guy? It would probably be a swirl of icy, the red and blue. Okay. And when it comes to popcorn, I always love extra butter because though it makes you sick, it's so. <laughs> freaking good yeah and then how do you feel about drive-in movie theaters have you ever been to one do you want to go to one do you think it's a really not a great viewing experience i've (laughs) never been to a drive-in theater nor have i ever like experienced something similar to that so i wouldn't know how to like compare that to a regular movie going experience as far as i know the context that my mother tells me because she grew up uh, in that era of like drive-in movies and stuff like that um it sounds more like they focused on just gathering people in like an area and for people to talk or like you know teens to make out or something like that rather than uh actual like movie going experience because they had really bad uh audio when it came to if you didn't uh if you didn't have one of those little, you know, wired things, uh, you'd have to tune in on your radio and even your radio would go in and out. Yeah. I think we do still I have one. Say, I haven't, I've never been to one either, but the only reason I would is because it seems romantic. Like, oh, it's a cute That's day. exactly what I was trying to get at. Partner. It was very, uh, yeah. some, it's like a place to, to, you know, for kids to go. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I would go with friends too. Like think like just go with the car of friends and then you're like more listening to the movie because from the back seat you can't see out the windshield. So you're not really gonna be able to see the screen. But like I feel like that would be a fun group experience too, besides just like going for a date. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Show your turn. What's your movie going experience? My favorite movie going experience? I do enjoy going to the theater, especially now, like all the Harkins are upgraded to the, like the reclining chairs. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that because I like to curl up and have like my feet under me. So, or have my feet out in front of me. So I like the, the chairs now. I think popcorn wise I like the cheesy powder I put the cheesy powder all over the popcorn I'm actually like it's interesting I like popcorn but in moderation like I cannot eat more than like a small bag if it's any more than that like I definitely have to be sharing with that and then movie theater candy I love junior mints I love Reese's pieces Reese's pieces are definitely the go-to um I know that sour candies I do like like Sour Patch Watermelons. I don't buy candy directly from the movie theater, though, because they rip you off. So I go to Walgreens beforehand, buy candy, and put it in my purse. And then exactly. that's if I want candy at the movie theater. But I, I think it's easier for me to focus, too, because, like, COVID especially ruined my attention span. So, like, watching a movie for me at home is, like, so difficult unless it's a super engaging movie. Whereas, like, in the movie theater, like, you have to be engaged because you can't multitask. Like, you can't be on your phone at the same time because, like, everyone will look at you. You get publicly shamed. So, (laughs) it, like, forces me to really pay attention to a movie, too. So, I definitely enjoy a movie theater experience. And I've been to two movies since I've been back from France actually and that was like I think that had been the first time I had been to a movie theater in like a year or something and then in France I went to I think two movies so not like a ton um but really were there any differences between the theater in France and here or was it really the same it was the same same vibe same vibe same snacks pretty much I don't I'm trying to think if there was like anything like quirky about the snacks but no I think it was like packaged candy like normal popcorn wasn't anything Mm -hmm. interesting one of my friends Carl who was on the who was on the podcast who was a big movie buff he was in there like he went to like every single movie I'm like run out of movies to see (laughs) yeah um for me it would be kind of different I prefer at home but it, it it's not like at home at home because we have like a movie theater at our house so it's just like a projector screen and we do have those reclining chairs like the lazy boys but the reason I would choose at home is because I want a blanket like I get cold so easily and I guess I could take a blanket yeah I could usually I just go with a hoodie or a sweatshirt because it's like easier to carry Uh but when I'm at home I can like lay down and use my blanket everything's cheaper at home that's always nice um snacks wise sour patch kids is a go-to gummy worms i enjoy the sour ones and then like for chocolate candy i don't know if that's a movie vibe because like it would just get melty and stuff and then for popcorn i enjoy sweet popcorn so like kettle corn or the cinnamon flavoring like the cinnamon sugar that's my vibe cinnamon sugar popcorn i have not had cinnamon sugar popcorn yeah, That's I've never heard good. of that. Where do you know no, that? Is that just a thing my mom does then? Because I'm thinking for kids. She's always been like, do you want the butter and salt or do you want the cinnamon and sugar? And I always choose the cinnamon and sugar. It's good. Like you put butter in it too. So the cinnamon and sugar sticks. Yeah. But then it's like a sweet popcorn. That must wow. be your mom. Because I've never seen that in a store ever. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's Kettle a corn. generation. I, I feel like that's pretty well known. 
Yeah, kettle corn is for sure. Nick, I was going to ask you, what have you been up to since graduation, since the last time you really saw Bontica? Really just school? Have you done anything notable? Have you gone back to Hamilton for any events? <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, well, I mean, I uh, as soon as I got out of high school, I spent a good summer of my life uh figuring out what i wanted to do is did i want to keep going with music or did i want to follow my dreams of becoming a filmmaker and so i spent uh a long time in alaska of all places oh, oh wow. and uh that was a good place for reflection and obviously it's a place where I where I feel like I've changed as a person. The um ever since then I feel like uh I've been just working on movies, whether it be for school or for my own just because I want to. So why Alaska? Did you have family there or you just really wanted to be isolated and you listened? Like my parents were like, okay, we're going to take you on a trip for your graduation present. Where do you want to go? I oh. chose Alaska of all places. That's crazy. What'd you do there? Did you just like stay in a cabin or was it during the dark months or winter months? <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it was during, uh, it was during the summer. So it was not dark. Oh. It, it like, it went, it, Sundown was at like eleven forty-five, and like the sunrise came up only like thirty minutes later. So wow. it was it was dark for not that you know, I mean it was not that dark, but uh, it was uh, it was fun. We we did a lot of hiking. And it wasn't, we didn't stay at a cabin. We stayed at like a lot of Airbnbs because that was the thing to do. You either stayed at a hotel uh, in the city, which is not that big, or, or you went uh, to an Airbnb. And the Airbnbs were fantastic. They were, they were just, you know, really comfy and they were able to support just, you know, the three of us, my mother, father, and myself. And so I had a really good time. Did you guys go to Juneau or Anchorage or where were you? Well, <clears throat> we started out in Anchorage, but uh, we went through places like, uh, I can't remember, one of my favorite places was Homer because mm. it was so cold and like it was a brisk wind and I, I, I love that stuff. Uh, I love that feeling too. It reminds me of New York. Like it's... It, it you get that four seasons type vibe remind me are you from arizona or new york because you just mentioned new york i am from arizona but i spent early years in new york gotcha and then do you want to go back to new york or a third place or maybe alaska <laughs> Uh, I'm going to just say New York because I haven't really decided yet, uh, honestly, because it could be Colorado, could be New Mexico, could be Alaska, but there's not much filming in Alaska unless you're the, that Disney Plus show. But <laughs> uh, That's funny. You know. Very true. 
That's pretty cool. I'm glad you got that experience. I don't think Alaska is a very well visited place unless you're doing like a cruise or something like that, but it seems pretty cool. Very true. Yeah. So with our time dwindling down, do we want to end with our song of the week? So our yeah. week, we choose a song that we've been listening to. Shout it out. Can I just hear your guys' thoughts on Barbie real quick? Oh, yes. We didn't even get to that. I didn't touch on that. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. We kind of touched on this in our last episode, too, because we talked with Declan about it. But I think it's a movie that everyone should see. I think they they did a really good job of combining a light movie with, like, a heavy subject and making it accessible to a lot of people and it was very tasteful I think in the way that they did it I thought it was I love Greta Gerwig I love all of her work so I and Barbie was no exception so I thought it was fantastic Vontica what about you uh oh can you guys hear me it just cleared up Okay, so I have kind of a different viewpoint. I enjoyed the soundtrack. I enjoyed the costumes. I enjoyed the set. Like, I could tell it was a big production and a lot went into it. But in terms of the message itself, I thought it was very redundant. Like, why do we not already know this? Like, it should have been... It didn't seem novel to me. It seemed like things we had already talked about, like feminism and making sure girls have opportunities. And so I enjoyed the jokes. There were a couple of times that I laughed, but I will admit that I fell asleep during the monologue because I was like, she's saying stuff I already know. Like, this is nothing new to me. But I do recognize that a lot of people really enjoyed the movie, and I, I won't discredit that. I think just her just wasn't for me. That is a hot take, Amantika. That is a hot thing. I know. I think, okay, but also you're, you're female. So, okay, of course, you know everything, but not everybody knows everything in there. And I think that's the, the important thing is it's bringing the female experience to light in a good way. Sure. And maybe it's redundant to you. (laughs) The way you put it was nice. You said it made it accessible to everyone, which I think is true. Like the movie was a great way for lots of people to watch it and gain the message. Um, yeah, overall not for me, but I do recognize the positives. No way you fell asleep, though. That's crazy. You're fired. <laughs> You're not allowed to be a woman anymore. You fell asleep. Okay, you know me, though. I'll fall asleep <laughs> wherever I can, and the movie theater was no exception. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Quickly, before Song of the okay. Week, what did you think? My, my brain is wrapping around. And what we've been talking about. But basically, I agree with Vontica. Mm. But that's probably because I'm a guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of people are afraid to say what I said because it it touches on subjects that are so important that yeah. if you say like, oh, I didn't love the movie, then people are automatically like, well, oh, what, you don't like women? Like, you don't support <laughs> women? And so like, you. you have to be careful. Thank you. Yeah. I've gotten that from so many people. Yeah, right. I mean, I can see I can see how it feels like it's hammering the same message over and over again, but I don't think that's like ineffective. Sure. Yeah. I yeah, the hype was maybe not as much as it should have been, but 
it doesn't matter. People enjoyed it. That's all that matters. True. True. Okay. Song of the week. I have mine ready. Avantika, do you know what yours? Not yet. So you start us off. Okay. Well, Olivia Rodrigo released an album since we last recorded. And we know that Avantika and I are big Olivia Rodrigo fans. I don't know if you've listened to it yet, Avantika, but I'm listening to it probably like 10 times through now. It's oh, like wow. The entire album? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's only I've listened to songs. like half the album. <laughs> okay, it's only 12 songs, and that's like all I've been listening to, like walking between classes mm-hmm. on the shuttle and in the car. So I feel okay. like a good – and there's still some songs that like I don't – I forget exist on there and they come on. I'm like, Oh, is this a new one? <laughs> but it's the same. <laughs> um, but her favorites is I really like getting back. Cause that one's just like fun, spunky. And then I really like for a slower song. I like Lacey a lot. Lacey's the one that has the weird lyric in it, right? Like your skin is like a puff pastry. Yes. It's she has it her lyric. The lyrics are always like a little cringy. But I yeah. appreciate the musicality. I appreciate it for the musicality. Right. I, I'll also go with the same theme. And I've only listened to like half the songs. Mm-hmm. But I think I enjoyed Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl. Like, it, it seemed to tell a story. I like that aspect of it. I didn't. That was my least favorite song on the album. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, maybe I have to listen to it again. Or you have to listen to it for the 15th time. Who knows? It's just it's just too angsty for me. Like the whole album just feels mm-hmm. like Avril Lavigne, and that's not necessarily my genre. So sure, sure. That is like a lot of her songs do have that vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, um, good for like you brutal. and good for you and um, yeah, brutal or like that. Exactly. Okay, Nick. Okay, quickly, Nick. we're running out of time. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. You guys are speaking a foreign language to me because uh, I don't know. Is that modern music? Yes. Just okay. Because that that is completely foreign to me as my movie taste mirrors my music taste. I grew up with, you know, 50s all the way through, you know, the 90s. And so uh, I'm probably going to pick a song considering that we're talking via telephone, but not telephone video call uh so the uh song it's by electrolyte orchestra it's called telephone line it's released 1976 album a new world record like i said electrolyte orchestra it's a uh, soft rock it's progressive rock it's very fascinating very nice i've put it on the playlist for anyone who wants to go listen to that so So very quickly, thank you so much for being on, Nick. It was really great to catch up. I enjoyed our conversation, something different. But if there's anything you want to plug or shout out in our last 30 seconds, feel free. (laughs) Nope, I got no plug. Just go see my movie, Scarface, uh, Every Dog Has His Day, coming out September 30th. Okay. Amazing. Very nice. Thank you so much. Thank you. We will see you guys soon. Bye. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Staccato. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us some stars and a review telling us what you think.